Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson, the talk show that makes the connections between research, policies, and practitioners that are too often missing from the American education system. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Good day, listeners. Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. I am your host, Jonathan Jefferson. You can learn more about me at my show page on TalkZone.com. I truly believe the cure to many of the world's ailments will come from discoveries made by the millennium generation. Cures to cancers, food and water shortages, and our carbon footprint. Today we are going to discuss science research and robotics. We will begin with science research, and I have two wonderful guests with me this half hour. Dr. Paul Lickman is advisor to an award-winning high school science research program. He is a recipient of the Siemens Corporation's Founders Award that represents the Teacher of the Year. Dr. Lickman was also presented with a copy of the United States Congressional Record, where he was also introduced as Teacher of the Year. His students have won acclaim along with acceptance into the most prestigious colleges in the United States. Also joining us is Cindy Sosa. Cindy Sosa is one of Dr. Lickman's 11th grade science research students and was recently elected as president of the Science Research Club. Paul and Cindy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dr. Jefferson. Thank you. Okay, we're going to start with Paul. Paul, what is high school science research? Um, high school science research uh, are programs throughout the country in individual high schools where the students enter competitions doing independent research projects. Okay. Uh, Cindy, how did you get involved with science research? Uh, well, uh, Dr. Lickman, he, um, during the school year, he goes to middle schools and he goes and recruits, basically. He, uh, he just talks about the program to the kids and basically to the eighth graders, and basically, you know, he just says to join. And if, you know, you're interested, then you join. And that was me. I was in there, um, the editorial when he came in, and I found it interesting because I have a passion for science, so that happened. So great. So you've been a science research student for four years now? Um, three, because I started in ninth grade. I'm a junior. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And and Paul, can you give us an example of some of the projects that are given to students for science research? Sure. Uh, in our program, we specialize in projects dealing with the environment or plants. So one project that a, a student is working on now, uh, she took a fern generally found in the Middle East and she, after she harvested the fern uh, fronds or leaves, she dried them out and made a filter out of them and was able to take away or remediate contamination from water and soil. So this was actually a challenge that was presented to her, or it was something she uh, came up with on her own? Actually, she found this on her own doing, uh, you know, working on the Internet and seeing what's, new in the world of science today, especially environmental science, environmental management. Okay. Now, now Paul, what are some of the benefits of science research? Uh, There are so many. Uh, Colleges look at research students 
uh, in a way that they they know that they're independent thinkers. They're they're focused. Uh, generally, they're uh, they have an aptitude for science, even if they don't want to go into science as a career. Uh, they know how to do investigations. They know how to write. They know how to uh, perform many many tasks. And in the case of uh, Uniondale High School, our students over the past 15 years have gotten into the best colleges in the country, and they've also gotten substantial scholarships. We've sent at least five students to Harvard, uh, four or five students to Cornell, uh, and certainly many other schools, Penn State, Virginia Tech, uh, and the best programs that uh, a student can find. Excellent. Those are our top flight schools. Uh, Cindy, what, what have you found most challenging about science research? Oh, uh, that would be balancing science research with uh, other classes, especially AP classes. Um, you know, you have to make science research like a big priority. Uh, you can't you can't just leave it to the side, and it just it, you need it needs like dedication and commitment. So that was a challenge I faced because I had AP assignments, and then I had to finish a paper for science research, and so it was just the time management was tough. But I ended up you know, figuring it out, and it worked out. Now, does science research meet after school, or is it, you know, during the day or both? Uh, it's a class. Uh, so we meet, we meet during the day uh, in the class period, but, you know, you do have to, because, you know, it does, you know, it doesn't need a lot of time, so you have to come after school sometimes to work on stuff because uh, one period isn't enough. Okay. Now, how many AP classes are you taking as a junior? As a junior, I took two this year. That was AP Bio and AP Lang. And, yeah, and I plan on taking more next, the upcoming year. Okay. I always find that the uh, students who engage in challenging activities like science research are usually engaged in many other challenging coursework uh, at the same time, and I, I find it impressive that you're able to juggle all of that. Um, Dr. Lickman, is it true that you had a ninth grader make some sort of uh, discovery several years ago? Uh, actually, I had a lot of ninth graders make discoveries. Uh, we had one young lady who developed a, uh, a strain of grass uh, that was uh, greener than most grasses found on Long Island, and it was hardier, able to withstand uh, drought better. Uh, we had other students who developed various filters that uh, got rid of uh, contaminations uh, in the soil and water. Uh, you know, there are just so many things that our students have done, and uh, I can't even begin to tell you how proud I am. Last night was our end-of-the-year banquet, and we had a student uh, who graduated from our program four years ago, and he gave a little talk about what research meant to him and how it changed his life. Uh, he just graduated last month from Penn State University, and he was accepted into the direct bachelor's degree to Ph.D. program in the University of California system. And this young man uh, was a marginal student when he entered research, and he found his love, and he found his focus. And these are the things that happen when students enter high school or pre-college research programs. Uniondale is not unique. Uh, it, it, it just, 
it, 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 it gives you a ticket. It gives you an avenue to success. Okay. Now, if I'm an eighth grader, like, like Cindy mentioned that you went down to the middle schools or that you routinely, routinely go to the middle schools to introduce them or, or, or try to get them uh, to sign up for science research. So what is your pitch to them? When you go to the eighth grade, if I was an eighth grader, what would you be saying to me? Well, I talk about a couple of things. Uh, first, I talk about the cost of a college education. Uh, it's not unusual for colleges uh, to charge anywhere from twenty to forty thousand dollars a year. Some of the Ivy League schools are even more expensive than that. And we talk about their their careers and what schools they want to go to, and that research helps them. It's just it's one measure that a college uses uses in their admissions process. And I, based on letters that I've received from colleges, uh, the research student is a cut above the student without research. Now, if you, if you have research and your other grades are poor, you're certainly not going to get into, you know, a, a great school. But it's a, a, an important measure of uh, your dedication to doing uh, high-level schoolwork. Okay. Now, Cindy, next fall, you'll be inundated with uh, sending out your college applications. Uh, have you already thought of what schools you're interested in and what areas of study? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually, science research actually helped me um, find what I wanted to do. And so I'm, I do know, yes. Uh, okay. I've, been, I've been looking into Penn State. Um, then I have Virginia Tech and Cornell. They're, they're private schools and top schools, but um, I, I really want to see if I could do that. Okay. Now, Dr. Lipkin, can you tell me the the, uh, the applicants to Cornell, are they applying for the state school or for the, for the private school at Cornell? Excellent question. Uh, they have applied to the state program, the College of Agriculture and Life Science, because that's what we specialize in my program. Um, and Cornell likes Uniondale graduates. They've been very, very successful. As a matter of fact, I have three students graduating from Cornell this year. Wow. They've, uh, they were in the College of Agriculture, but they majored in molecular biology. Wow. That's an, that's an impressive number. I mean, any school would be happy just to get three kids into Cornell. You have three graduating, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, uh, Cindy, what area do you want to study? Uh, soil science. All right, you need to explain to me what that is. Okay, well, uh, basically it's like the examination of soil, uh, everything about it um, with plants and um, where it is and different um, climates and areas of where it is. And I don't know, I just find it very interesting. Uh, this year my project was was based on soil mostly, and so it motivated me to go in there and see what it's all about. Okay. Now, Cindy, do you have aspirations of hopefully contributing to uh, maybe reducing poverty in a world by creating some super crop that may, you know, grow anywhere and in any type of soil? Are those the type of things you think about as far as your contribution? Oh, uh, well, I would like to help somehow, um, maybe with with conservation, not so much making a crop. That would be great, but I haven't really been focusing on that. Um this year, my project was like conserving water, and I that would be a contribution to many of, you know, uh, farmers and stuff, just 
conserving water and, um, you know, saving money. So, yeah, I would like to contribute to the world, but, you know. Okay. No, that's fantastic. Um, Dr. Lickman, what, what are some of the uh, areas of, of professions that uh, your graduates are presently working in? Oh, my God. Um, recently, I sent out uh, some inquiries through Facebook uh, about what my students are doing now. And I've had, I have students who are going to medical med school. I have students who majored in biology are now working in, in hospitals and in their labs. Uh, I have students uh, who've gone into criminal justice. And while it may not be the focus of what they've done in the research program, the programs that they're in uh, are such uh, a high quality that they're, you know, that the research gave them an avenue uh, to succeed. Uh, I have one student who went into uh, finance, and he just graduated with his master's degree, master's degree. And when he was originally accepted to Penn State, uh, the Wharton School of Finance, it was his research that intrigued the admissions committee uh, at the University of Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, it was University of Pennsylvania that uh, gave him the edge over other students. That's excellent. Now, now, Dr. Lickman, I forgot to ask you, um, when did you first get involved in science research? I got involved in science research a couple of years after I entered the teaching profession. It was a change of career for me. I was in, uh, in research in the pharmaceutical and cosmetic industry. And at that time, it was an unstable industry. And I thought education would be a good fit. So I started working in the New York City education system, and after a couple of years, I began a research program at the high school I was at, and then I applied to a high school in Long Island, and I became full-time science research. And it's just, I mean, what it, what it gave me, it just uh, probably added years to my uh, working career. Uh, it's not a traditional classroom. It's informal education but you get to work so closely with the students. It's like you, you truly become a family, and I do not regret ever making that decision. Excellent, and I'm, I'm sure many have, have, have prospered because of it. Uh, at this time, Paul and Cindy, we're going to take a short break, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Educate on Talk Zone. Here's Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion with our guests of science research. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open. 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on Talk Zone. Cindy. How has science research helped you in your other subjects? Like, what skills have you brought from science research to your other subjects? Oh, um, actually, it's helped me a lot. Uh, we actually, last year for my science class and this year, we have a final paper. And, you know, in science research, we have to have a final paper for our experiment as well. And, you know, we have to do, like, an abstract and our introduction, our background, all that stuff. And, you know, when 
they gave us the project in our class, you know, many kids, they were unsure, so they had to get help from the library and, and all that stuff, but I actually knew what was going on, and so I was able to get a head start and do a good job at every everything there. Okay, that's excellent. Um, Dr. Lickman, I see you also teach uh, bioethics, anatomy and physiology, forensic science. Uh, what is What are you teaching in bioethics? Bioethics is a very unique class. Uh, we don't get any examinations, but we have debates on issues involving uh, medical problems, medical issues such as uh, abortion, uh, whether you agree with it or not, uh, cloning. Uh, there are scientists cloning animals. Uh, we also talk about using animals for research, and it's amazing how the students really get into it and uh, where the lines are drawn. And uh, these students, they it's like there's no... Uh, there's no gray area. They either, you know, really for or against a particular topic, and they really debate very heavily, uh, very heavily, as if we're, uh, you know, at, at a college or a professional debate. It's just wonderful see uh, to see how they how they do their research and come out with their positions. In anatomy and physiology, most of my students want to go into uh, medicine or they want to go into nursing or physical therapy. And I, it, it's a an overview of the various systems in the human body because it's human anatomy and physiology, and it's important for them to learn the terminology that uh, they'll be getting in college when they take more advanced anatomy and physiology classes. Okay, Cindy, are you in any of these other classes? Uh, bioethics? No, um, no, not really. No, not okay. really. Uh, Dr. Lichtman, are, are many of those classes for seniors when they finish their required science, they then select that as a an elective? They can. Actually, this year, I have even 10th and 11th graders in the class because that's what okay. they're interested in. All right. That's great. Okay. Uh, Cindy, uh, share with us an, an, an oh, wow moment when you were in research or when you observed somebody else's research um, Share a time that you were taken aback by by a finding or or, or by a discovery. Um. Okay. Let's see. Oh man, it's so hard to to think. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, a discovery. Well, um, it wasn't in our particular experiment, but we did have a trip a a couple of years back, I think, and we got basically a tour of the JFK airport in the uh, agriculture department there. Mm-hmm. And we actually saw, like, what's going on, you know, behind the scenes, you could say, in an airport. And they just, like, some scientists, they collect, like, plants that aren't allowed into the country, basically. And they test it. And there's, we just saw, like, this huge sink of food that just goes into this huge drill. And it just gets crushed and drilled away and all that and that was pretty cool so yeah. so actually in, in some ways you were looking at certain professions that you can go yeah. into yeah. from your field okay that's very curious uh, Dr. Lickman what are some of the, the trips that science research students have, have taken um, listening to Cindy talk about that trip I, I have to I have to talk about another one of my students 
who was what they call a United States Department of Agriculture uh, scholar. And this young man got a full four-year college scholarship to Delaware State University. Part of that scholarship also included a summer job at one of the United States Department of Agricultural Research Stations. And now that he's graduated, he has a guaranteed five-year uh, five-year position with the Department of Agriculture uh, doing exactly the things that Cindy saw where he might be at a at an airport or at a port where he would investigate uh, food or plants or uh, any living things like that coming into the country to prevent disease from spreading. So, so what 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 Kenny is is doing is that he's protecting us from uh, invasions of insects or invasions of, of harmful plants into our country, and. Very few high school students would ever think of that as a career, uh, and that's what Candace is going to be doing starting in the fall. Oh, that's excellent, excellent. Are there any other trips um, similar to the or, or completely different from the trip to the airport? Actually, that's probably the, you know, the best trip. We take a lot of trips, but they're to science competitions. And because we go to so many competitions, anywhere from 10 to 12 a year. It doesn't leave a whole lot of room for other educational trips, though I, I, I would love to take the kids on them. But it's uh, going to these science competitions themselves is very stressful, and I want the students to have as much time as they can to prepare themselves for competition. Okay. Uh, Cindy, how do you prepare for competition, and walk us through what it's like to be at a competition? Uh, it's uh, it's very nerve-wracking, actually, but um, you just have to get comfortable with uh, the environment there and just know that you're there to to uh, basically explain your project. Um, Dr. Lindman, he always tells us to tell a story, and basically when you put it in your mind, um, it's able to come flow out faster and nicer, and it, it takes away the stress and the nerves and all that. And what we do to prepare is we, you know, like weeks before, we just... Um, we gather everything that we need and just make sure we have everything ready. That way there's no last-minute um, malfunctions and any stressful moments at, in the big day. So, um, yeah, that's that. So in the past three years, is it safe to say you've been to dozens of science competitions? Oh, yeah, yeah. I started in ninth grade. Um, ninth grade, I didn't – my project wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be. I didn't get to compete, but I was still um, going on the trips to see, to get a feel for what they're like. So, yeah, I've been to many the past years. Okay. What, what, what has been your most successful science research presentation? Uh, this year's um, presentation? This year my, my, my project was actually um, more successful than any others. I, I finished everything on time, and so when competition came, I was ready and so that that was my most successful one. Okay, what was it? Tell us about it. Okay, well, uh, I mentioned before it was working with, um, the, no, like trying to conserve water, working with the soil and using water absorbers in the soil to see if basically I can conserve water by using less water with them, on and plants, of course. And uh, yeah, that it was it was a. Uh, it was because of plants, it took time for the plants to grow and stuff, but 
at the end, everything is finished, and so it was okay. good. Okay. Um, Paul, are there uh, national champions or, or, or like different levels that students can attain through science research? Uh, absolutely, but you know, it, it depends on the competition. Uh, the two premier comp, actually there are three, uh, but there are two competitions where students can win up to $100,000. That's the Siemen, uh, that's the Intel Science Talent Search and the Siemens Science Competition, and they uh, occur in the fall of each year. And then there's also uh, the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair, where you get to through local science and engineering fairs. And students can also get anywhere from not winning anything to winning uh, $70,000, $80,000. It's really incredible. There are some colleges, uh, like uh, locally where we are, Hofstra University and New York University, that if you become an Intel Science Town Search semifinalist, uh, you can get a full scholarship to these colleges. And that's another benefit of research. If you're fortunate enough to be a prize winner, uh, it opens so many doors. And even if you don't win any competition, uh, I always tell my students to uh, send in their research paper and attach it to the application. And that goes a long way to them getting accepted and getting scholarships as well. Wow, that's excellent advice. So over the years, what's the, the highest level of attainment of any of your uh, science research students? Uh, in the Intel Science Talent Search, I had one young lady who came in six uh, in the nation. I had one young man who came in, uh, I believe it was 10th in the nation. I've had students win at the, in, at the national and international uh, Intel Science and Engineering Fair, uh, best in categories of their uh, project. And all these things come with substantial prize money. Uh, in the bigger amounts, it goes directly to the colleges. In the lesser amounts, generally under $20,000, it goes directly to the students. And, and you, I, you just brought to mind one of my uh, former students, who got a uh, full scholarship to Harvard uh, and just graduated with a Ph.D. in molecular biology, is now giving back by accepting one of my students, a current ninth grader, into her lab this summer uh, to wow. molecular biology. And in fact, Cindy uh, didn't mention it, but she's going to do summer research at Virginia Tech this summer, also doing high-level research. Wow, that's excellent. And, and Cindy, do you already have in mind your, what you're going to work on next school year? Uh, well, the, like Dr. Lima said, I'm going to be in the summer research in Virginia Tech. So uh, we're going to work there, and what we do there is what um, I'm going to uh, work on a project there basically. So okay. uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, actually, I think it would be great if uh, more parents knew about uh, the benefits financially of science research, because that seems like a more plausible avenue even than athletics. People don't realize how very difficult it is and how very few people actually earn money through athletics, but it sounds like, especially in a successful program like you have at Uniondale High School, that that's a, a, a more uh, viable route to not only earn money, to, but to prepare for a career. 
we have been speaking with Dr. Paul Lickman, award-winning science research teacher who also teaches bioethics, anatomy and physiology, and forensic science, and Cindy Sosa, 11th grade science research student and president-elect of her school's science research club. Uh, Paul and Cindy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Stay tuned because in our next half hour, we are going to explore the competitive world of robotics.